Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations in two different states, talking about the Bible, faith, our cultural moment, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Kevin Sheehan. And I'm Matt Curtis, and we're talking church. Welcome to the podcast. I mean, hey, hey. we're sort of we're sort of talking church. Well, kind of. Church adjacent. <laughs> in the broader scope of things. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, bright, sunny day, warm, sunny day here in Pennsylvania. Uh, you still got snow out there? No, like here's how snow works here in Wairika. It'll snow in the morning, and then in the afternoon, it's gone. Yeah. Um, occasionally, it'll stick longer, like usually on a Saturday night, and then I have to shovel the snow <laughs> right. on the thing on Sunday morning is generally right. how that works. Um, yeah. Because our, our wheelchair ramp needs to be shoveled, but it, almost never does it stick. So, um so now you can't even tell. Yeah, this has been a really warm winter for us, so it's been kind of sad if you're a snow lover. So here we are mid-February, yeah. and we've hardly had an inch or two of snow all year. And it's like 60 today, so it's crazy. Yeah. yeah I, I'm ready for spring myself, but that's just me. Well, like if it's not going to snow and be nice like that, then it's like might as well just be 60 so you can go outside and do stuff. Yeah. So it's been warm enough. The kids have been playing outside. You know, like that's awesome. Sweatshirt. Anyway, so it's February 15th, which means it is uh what Super Bowl plus three days, three days after the yep. Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any comments on the Super Bowl. It just it happened. It was, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I mean, it was a good game. Yeah. I didn't have like a ton of rooting interest, really. It just uh yeah, it happened. It was kind of a weird just NFL playoffs in general, I thought. A lot of like backup quarterbacks well, <laughs> well, and like, like the officiating huh. was just like not just bad but like historically bad but again that's a whole other we could go down a whole yeah thing and about it, that yeah anyway i'm not gonna go there but and as a anyway. 49ers fan there were just some calls on that <laughs> nfc championship game that i'm just oh still goodness. a little i'm a little salty about oh my goodness yeah so, i know i know all yeah. right, we're moving on. So anyway, but, we want to talk guys, about. You, some... By the way, you guys can't see this, but Kevin is sporting his like New England Patriots like sweatshirt, and I've got a 49ers you know pullover on. So it's we didn't plan that; it just just worked out happened. that way. But yeah, this might be the last yeah. time I have to switch over to my Celtics hoodie after this. Yeah, well, just... you know, pitchers and catchers have reported, so I'm sure I'll be in my Giants gear soon. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to it. Anyway, and, and, and the weekly updates on the NL West. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. So so we thought we should answer the all-important question. Should I watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Because we now have 11 months and you know 28 days until the next one. Um, but and by the time people listen to this, who knows when it'll be? Uh, but it, it does sort of we are actually going to answer that question, but it, it kind of it touches on some other issues rather than just strictly speaking, should I watch the Super Bowl halftime show? And also just, just to prove that we're not totally out of touch and are somewhat involved in current events, we're also going to ask and answer the question, Pastor Matt, should I be afraid of Chinese sky balloons or spy balloons? What, concern, what concerns me is the fortune cookies. <laughs> That's the thing that, you know, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, what, we'll get into what is being shot out of the sky with <laughs> alarming right. increasing, increasingness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. All right, so which lizard are we going to hit first? You want to talk about Super Bowl you first know, since or we, Chinese? Since we've been balloons? talking about the Super Bowl, I just think that's a natural uh, transition. So, right, Kevin, Pastor Matt, yeah. Oh, you're going to ask it, rats? No, go ahead. I got it. Uh, Pastor, Pastor it Matt, me. Pastor Matt, 
should I watch the Super Bowl halftime show? If Tom Petty is the halftime show, then yes. Um, um, or, or you, the, or, or you or too. the West Rocket. There you go. Or or you too. Or, or you too. But, Best but halftime that, show ever. Yeah, but after that, um, no, no. But but but, <laughs> but in, first of all, I think having words like should or ought I um, around something as trivial as the halftime show um, is just a little. I don't it's, know. I, I would, it's a, it's a like, ticket to legalism. Tell me yeah. what I should do so I can check my box either for yeah. or against. So rather than uh, being a matter of wisdom, which has just more nuance to it. Right. Right. Um, so now there are, there, there could conceivably be an act on the halftime show that is particularly offensive and you, and, and maybe Christians would be do well to not watch it, um, but that's not generally the scenario. Right. Like I'm just saying I'm allowing for the possibility that maybe if, you know, I mean, I don't know what that would be because I'm not up enough on what's, you know, out there or what the possibilities even are. Like, I know who Rihanna is, but I know her from the animated movie where she was the singing like giraffe or whatever. But I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I, I and that's just because I have small children. You know, we're listening to Baby Shark most of the time. So, um, you know, if those guys were the halftime show, my kids would be super pumped baby but anyway. shark halftime show <laughs> but oh but goodness. but um but anyway um i there's a i guess there's a i guess there's a possible scenario where there's something super offensive and profane um and if it is offensive and profane um then you shouldn't walk watch it which leads me to sort of another point if you think rihanna is offensive and profane yeah, like that's your conviction don't watch it you absolutely should not because you'd be violating your conscience. And if you violate your conscience, you know what you do? You sin. So, so don't, so don't do that. But if you don't think Rihanna or Janet Jackson or I don't know, whoever Tom Petty, Tom Petty is profane. Um, and, and it doesn't trouble your conscience. Um, then by all means, watch the show. I mean, get a snack first. That's my advice. But but by all means, watch the show. Um, I think it's a matter of wisdom and discretion and what, what have you. Yeah. So I'm assuming that most people who have a, most people that have a um, objection to halftime shows, it's generally along the lines of um, it tends to be, especially if it's a female um, you know, star, it tends, it tends to be a little more provocative in terms of the dress or even like the dancing itself can, can it wasn't be more this year, but, provocative. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I think that's tends to be, a big part of that ask as well as, I mean, you could also just be like, how much do we want to kind of dabble in, you know, secularism or, or even, you know, words to the songs that they're singing that might be troublesome. Um, and, that, and, and, and those are fair considerations. Right. So I think those are all valid concerns. I think that those all get sort of factored into the decision of, should I watch this? And, you know, of course, should I allow my, children to watch this or at what age should I allow my children to watch this? Um, Cause that's quite different if it's your five-year-old versus your eight-year-old versus your 12-year-old versus your 17-year-old. Yeah. You know, there's all different considerations at that point. There are some things where it's like, yeah, th that kind of have an age limit probably. Um, so all that stuff sort of factors in, in terms of it being a matter of wisdom, uh, a matter of prudence, a matter of discretion, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm okay with like Christians not involving themselves or engaging with many of the things of our culture. Um, 
much of our cultural moment is rather profane <laughs> and, and unhealthy for us, at least in like large doses anyway, uh, or consistent doses. So, um, you know, part of it's just kind of knowing your own sensitivities and your own proclivities yeah. towards things. Some people can kind of handle things better than others. Um, and some of that depends on your background and what you've been exposed to and so on and so forth. And, and I would just add, I mean, at the risk of like maybe being on the legalism side of things, um, just because your conscience doesn't bother you doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the clear. It could be that your conscience is seared. You know right. what I mean? Well, yeah, it could be. It's, it's just not working. <laughs> hey, man, uh, G- Game of Thrones doesn't bother me at all. Okay, well, um, then maybe, I mean, that's something maybe you worth looking at. But yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, you know, we were watching, we had some friends over. They have two kids that are like eight and fifth grade, eighth and fifth grade. And, uh, you know, we're kind of watching the game. Um, none of us really had any rooting interest, like strong rooting interest in the game. So you were watching. Not Eagles, fan, not Eagles fans there in Pennsylvania? Well, there are, but we were with, they were, they're Steelers fans and we're Patriots fans. My wife's a uh, Beng- Bengals fan because she's from Cincinnati and I'm from New England. And, so she's probably a little salty too. Yeah, just because she wanted, you know, it's not like really like rooting against Kansas, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we're watching with them and they have kids that like actually know who Rihanna is and uh, know, know, know the songs. Um, certainly more than I do. I don't really know any of it. Um, yeah. So like the, those kids were a little bit more interested in it, but it was kind of just like the way the kind of party was going on. We just didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at it. Like we went and got some more food. The kids were sort of playing with each other in the other room a little bit when halftime came up and, it's kind of like, oh yeah, there it is. And, you know, sort of somewhat paid attention to it for five or 10 minutes. And then um, we turned over to the puppy bowl, <laughs> which, which was probably a better use of our time. <laughs> it was in some ways more entertaining, I thought. And then uh, we missed most of the third quarter because we were watching the puppy bowl. My five-year-old was really into the puppy bowl and my wife for that matter. Fair enough. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of say this, like, yeah, it's, it's one thing to, uh, you know, disagree with it and to say, look, I'm not going to watch it just on some sort of conviction that you have or whatever. It's another thing to be say no one should. Just, well, yeah. To make that strong with statement yeah. or just to sort of be yeah. like a, a nag about it. Um, and this kind of touches on a, on a bigger issue of, you know, we talk about the common common grace, that there are just things that the Lord and his goodness give us that we just enjoy, whether it's for you, Toad the Wet Sprocket, you know, or I mean, things like music and arts and just, you know, books. And like, there's the things that we just enjoy that aren't necessarily, quote unquote, Christian. Uh, and we take good, you know, we take joy from it. And I, and I think that that's good and valid. Um, and there are some people I know who just kind of always want to seem to dump on that. And uh I don't know if I've told you this story before, but it's someone that we both know from days of old who uh, is a Super Bowl when the Patriots were playing. And I was, of course, really into it. And he it was just like kind of this constant mockery. You know, like, oh, here comes more sports ball. And, you know, and it's like the, a constant mockery of like how much I was invested in the game. It just got like super annoying. And it came maybe vow like I'm not watching a Super Bowl with him ever again. Um Cause it's just, it's just sort of annoying, you know? Um, and kind of in the same way, I, I think we, we can have a tendency as Christians to kind of be nags toward the culture. Now there's a time for sort of a prophetic voice and a rebuke to the culture, yeah. but, but there's also, 
we don't just want to be again, kind of known for what we're against all the time and, and to yeah. fail to be salt and light in that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like sometimes we can have like a ministry of rebuke, you know, where like, that's all we're ever saying. Um, yeah. Listen, my kids need to hear, um, pick up your room and uh, don't like talk to your mom that way. And I mean, they need to hear all those things from me, um, but they also need to hear, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad you're my kid. Uh, I'm really glad you're in our family. Like th- they need to hear that from me as well. So like, I think as Christians, if we're only striking the um, note of rebuke, we are not singing off the same sheet music as Jesus. If, yeah. if that's the only, if, if that's the only um, note we're hitting. And so that's not to say that there's not a time for rebuke. Although I have to say, um, if you enjoy rebuke, and that's something that you are, um, that, I don't know, makes you feel powerful or whatever, I would just take a real close look at your heart. Because um, while I'm not afraid to have those conversations, as, as Kevin will testify, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't, not that I have them with him, but, you know, I don't hold back is what I mean. And I, anyway, um, it, I don't enjoy it. Like, I'm not looking, I mean, that's not something I'm looking to do. It's just, in many ways, just part of my job, right? Where we have to call people to repentance. Um, but it's not something I relish, take, like take pleasure in. And I think sometimes that's part of the problem is like there's a glee in, man, those people who watch the halftime show are awful. And thank God that I'm not like them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a little bit of like that. It, yeah, yeah. Like in, well, you know, we live in a we live in a day and age where it's like when current event X happens, you know, and if like I'm not on Facebook anymore, uh, but like you can kind of predict what people are going to say before they say it. Like I, yeah. I know, you know, these people are going to say this about it, and these people are going to say that about it. Yeah. So they're not really ever adding anything new to the conversation, other than, you know, what I mean. And so like every year, you know, someone has to give their, you know, snide remark about you know, this annual event that comes up, whether it's Super Bowl yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and like, that's easy to fall into that. Like, yeah. I'll admit like, it's easy to fall into that. Um, like there are certain things that are annual events in our culture that I just think are just the dumbest things ever, or yeah. like even worse than that, like actually harmful to the culture and in our souls. But um, yeah, you know, let's fight against that being just, again, I don't want that to be my drumbeat. Well, uh- I think especially on social media, like there are people watching who maybe aren't followers of Jesus. And you know, it's sort of like the person who was like naysaying your enjoyment of the Super Bowl. Well, all that did was like mock something you're interested in. And so uh, I think if all we're doing is like having sort of a belittling tone, um, then people who don't follow Jesus are like, why would I come to your church? And, and there can just be this um, being proud almost i mean this prideful sense of thank god that i'm righteous which really is sort of what the opposite of the gospel is yeah <laughs> it's i'm unrighteous and and i'm in desperate need come to the cross i mean that's and anyway yeah 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 all right so pastor matt should i watch the super bowl halftime show answer i don't really care there's a lot of other things that might be you know going what? on in Play your heart. Play touch that, football that, with your kids at halftime instead. <laughs> right. But anyway, I'm, but there's a lot yeah. of other things going on in your heart that we do yeah. care about that, that are, yeah. you know, I mean, the answer to that question, yes or no, doesn't really mean a whole lot without a whole lot of other context in terms of motivation and, you know, so on and so forth. So, 
I am starting a letter writing campaign for a baby shark halftime show right now because just to see the internet memes of that alone would be anyway. All right. So we're going to take a break here. Join the movement, everybody. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna take a break. I'm going to hop on YouTube and watch the 2002 Super Bowl halftime show featuring U2, which was the best of all time. And then we'll hop back on the second half of the show. Bruce Springsteen was good a few years ago. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. It's Matt and Kevin. We're still talking church. And we we're just talking about Super Bowl and the halftime show. And on our halftime show of the podcast, we we're talking about some of our old turkey bowls that we used to play back when we yes. were like in college. And we get together with friends at Thanksgiving and yep. play football some years in the snow because, you know, it was Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was a fun little trip down memory lane. And now we're going to shift gears from talking about matters of wisdom and prudence and discretion about Super Bowl halftime shows and other things. And we're going to ask the question, Pastor Matt, should I be afraid of Chinese spy balloons and whatever else it is that's being shot out of the sky on a regular basis these days? Huh. Should I be afraid? Well, there are all kinds of scriptures that talk about, like, I mean, arguably the most often command given is, you know, fear not in some way or another. Now, caveat to that. Oftentimes when be afraid, don't be afraid is being said in the scriptures, it's because they have excellent reasons to be afraid. <laughs> right. Right. Like the angel of the Lord appears so, and they're yeah. trembling. So, it's like, don't so be people throw, so people throw that out as though, as if it's, you know, and so I, I think if you're, I think if you have concerns about the Chinese spy um, balloon or whatever it is that is giving you anxiety, um, the the question is not like whether or not it's okay to feel that way because I think sometimes you just feel how you feel, you know. Like it, right. if it's con- if it's concerning to you that 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 there was a spy balloon from China and that brings up all kinds of fears and anxieties for you. I, I don't know that it's sin to feel that way, but what matters is what you do next, right? Yeah. Um, what, what, what matters is how we um, respond to that. And so um, what, what, how we want to respond is we want to take our um, fears and anxiety uh, to God. In fact, the scriptures say that we should cast all of our cares upon him, right? Yeah. Um, why? Because he cares for us. Um, so look, I can't do a thing about uh, the Chinese spy balloons or whatever else is being shot out of the sky, um, mostly because I don't own any weapons, but also um, just because it's not in my purview to do so. Um, But what I can do is I can talk to God about it um, and ask him to protect our country or ask him to calm my fears or ask him to give me wisdom and how I respond or I, I help him ask him to help me to trust him more. Um, so uh, again, if that's bringing up uh, anxiety for you, I don't think it's a sin to have anxiety about this, about the spy balloon. Um, but, it, but it could lead to sin if you're going to fixate on it and have it be um, something that is just causing so much anxiety that you're focusing on that instead of uh, the one who's able to um, care for your soul during that time. So that's how I would answer that question no that's good that's a that's a a good word there too yeah what we do with our fear is more important than whether or not we have it or whether or not it's justified even well because oftentimes our fears are rational like most of us fear things that are never going to happen 
Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not real to you. And so you have to figure out a way of like dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing a quote once and I forget who it was by and I'll probably butcher the quote, but it was basically something like, yeah, I've lived a long life full of many fears and dangers and most of them never happened. <laughs> or, you know, full of troubles that most most of them never happened. And, you know, the uh, you know, obviously what we're trying to say in that is like, yeah, most of the things that we concern ourselves with um, are probably very unlikely to, 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 con- to actually manifest themselves in any meaningful way. Um, and you know, like there are, there are so many things that, um, are legitimately concerning about just life. Right. I mean, like, you know, whether it's economic concerns, financial concerns, relationship concerns, I mean, there's just like, we could go on and on about all the things in life, just, just ordinary life, uh, forget about pandemics and everything else, go, you know, that just, yeah, that are concerning that, that, that need our attention and that are worthy of our attention so that you know today has enough trouble of its own don't borrow tomorrow's trouble i feel like i heard that someplace yeah yeah um but most of those things are things that we can have at least some uh some control over right so like with relationships there are things that we can do to um you know work on our relationships in our life um that maybe are concerning right now uh, yeah, so so there's things that have kind of more like, right, immediacy or more uh, or closeness to us uh, versus like I have no idea what's going on up in the skies. Um, I'm not in on you know NSA meetings and CIA meetings and whatever else. So I really don't. I mean, know. I did watch Top Gun too, though. <laughs> so they might have some idea. Uh, yeah, so so I'm like, right. who knows? Like it's it's kind of fun to speculate, I suppose, but that doesn't get us very far. Um, so, I mean, those things like I can really do nothing about. I, I can do some hashtag activism and try to get somebody in the government to respond a certain way that I think is right. But um, there's really nothing I can do. Whereas, you know, more locally, like, for instance, I got an email the other day that the, you know, the director for the U6 soccer teams needs more coaches. That's a concern. They don't have enough coaches for all the little kids playing soccer. It's like, I can do something about that. You know what I mean? Like it's a small thing, but it's a real thing um, that has real impact. Yeah. Which is another way of dealing with fear, right? Sometimes we just focus on what we can control, right? Yeah. I I can't do anything about, you know, um, the national debt, Um, but I can curb my own spending. You know, so yeah. like, I mean, I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, um, there are, there are healthy ways to deal with fear and unhealthy ways. And, and you, know, right. you, I mean, you spoke to it first and foremost, as we take our fears and right. anxieties right. to the Lord. Um, and look, right. like if it's like, it, you know, it may be an anxiety that is like really extreme and it, and it may call for, um, you know, counseling or, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, we are for mental health resources here on the podcast. Just yeah. To be clear. I mean, I mean, there are lots of Christian people who aren't, and I'm just saying, if you need to go talk to a counselor or even um, see about getting some medication, there's not an ounce of shame in that. Right. Right. So when we say um, take it to the Lord, that's not some like, right. You know, like, like blithe, like, Oh yeah, just pray about it and you'll be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, recognizing that a lot, a lot of our fears and anxieties, we can take to the Lord. Um, some require, you know, again, counseling, medication, whatever it might be. Um, right. But sometimes it's just, yeah, 
it, it, it can, uh, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording too, but it can be a way of kind of ignoring some more immediate concerns that we actually can do something about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's sort of like the, uh, a little bit similar to what we were talking about. Like, don't be a, a, a naysayer or a Debbie Downer. Um, don't be a worry wart either. You know what I mean? Where if your thing is, you're always like, we, we both knew somebody years ago who their whole thing was, um, uh, the bad thing that happened to them defined them. Right. And so that became, um, it just sort of made every, it sort of, everything was about that in one way or the other. And so we can, that can happen with things we're afraid of too, where we allow that fear to be the thing that is that, that all uh, that's, uh, that's our entire field of vision is right. Chinese balloons or state of the country or the divisions in your church or whatever it is that that, whatever it is, that's giving you anxiety is the only thing you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. J- just one more thing in, in, in that, I think, um, one of the things about fears is when we don't name them, they get more power. You know what I mean? When we don't just be honest that we're afraid and just yeah. go, oh, I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. I just sort of stuff it. Um, that's when it grows into something that it becomes the only thing you can see. And so if there's something you're concerned about, um, name it with somebody you trust. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm worried about our kids' future. You know what? I mean, whatever it is. And just, say it out loud because at least for yeah. me sometimes saying it out loud can cause it to dissipate some right yeah and kind of along those lines too this is something like a good counselor will do either yeah even informal counselor in the sense of a friend or a pastor but also like a formal professional counselor as well what we'll kind of tease out those fears and what is it that you're really afraid of i'm afraid of the chinese spy balloons why you know well i'm afraid that you know whatever kind of goes from there or you know i'm afraid so-and-so will get elected, you know, and it's like, well, why? And it kind of teased that out a little bit more um, as to really get to the root of what, it, what, what is it that we're like really truly afraid of that whatever sort of current event um, right. uh, just kind of sets off the panic button. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Another way of doing that is just playing uh, Anita and I'll do this sometimes like the, then what game. Okay. We're worried about this. Okay. Suppose that happens. Then what? Yeah. Oh, I guess nothing. We're fine. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, like it, right. It can be revealing. What happens if our kid doesn't go to college? Oh, they'll get some other kind of job. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, you right. know, I guess it's okay. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. I'm um, with any fear. Um, there's usually some sort of, you know, provoking incident or thing that, that brings it about, but yeah. Uh, you know, you start digging around a little bit. Um, in your past and, and whatever else. And you realize there's probably lots of other things that kind of tie into that. Um, you know, so, so the fears that people may have about what's really up there in the sky, it's not really about what's up there in the sky. Right. There's, there's yeah. I some, mean, for some people, it may, it may genuinely be that, but yeah, no, no, no. But what I mean yeah. is, is like when you start digging, it's really more about, you know, some other insecurities or some, uh, you know, some other fears that kind of go along with that. Like those, those fears don't just sort of exist in a vacuum that just pop up automatically. Like there's always sort of more to the story and more of a history there. Um, and those are, the, and those are the things that maybe are more significant to deal with. Cause I can say like, I'm afraid of the Chinese spy balloon. That doesn't really get me anywhere. I can't do anything about it, but you know, I, but maybe it's more about, you know, I'm afraid about what this world is coming to for my children. It's like, okay, now we're getting closer. 
if we can get more specific about those fears, um, then we can, you know, maybe start to really, I'm afraid of, you know, uh, gender ideology and what that's going to do for my kids. And, you know, in the next 10 years, as they're growing up, it's like, okay, well, that's even more specific. You know, you kind of, kind of keep narrowing it down and you can get to a place yeah. where you can actually do something about it. Um, you know, so, so something that maybe like that's helpful just to sort of tease out those fears yeah. and anxieties. A yeah, bit more. it can be, it can all sort of navel gazing that isn't helpful at all. So, so of course there's, you know, ditches on both sides. Um, but, but, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Um, I just think yeah, sometimes they're, they're, you're afraid and there is legitimately nothing you can do about it. I mean, especially if you're a parent, listen, my daughter, my oldest daughter is as in an age where she can, the choices she can make can really affect the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, and I've done what I, I feel like I need and I've done what I, what we can do to prepare her. But I mean, she's got some other challenges that go along with it. But like at, at the end of the day, like I can't, I can't make her choices for her. And I don't know what her choices are going to be or how that's going to like play out. And that, and that's a real, like, that's a real source of concern for me and Anita. Um, and I don't need to drill down much further than, further than that to figure that one out. Right. All I can do with that is pray. And, and and be committed to praying for her and with her and trying to point her to Jesus. But in the end, she's got to, I mean, she has to make the choices. I mean, with all my kids, I mean, my, my 18 month old less. So I just sort of pick her up and take her where I want her to go. But, <laughs> but it's, it, it it's, you know, it, that's the thing. Um, we, sometimes we can't do anything. Um, sometimes we are powerless. Yeah. Well, listen, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin talk church and Super Bowl halftime shows, which, of course, is church adjacent because and, and we have yeah. we've been talking <laughs> and we and we've been talking about fears and anxieties and how to deal with those. And we hope that what you heard has been helpful and edifying. And if you have questions, complaints, observations, sanctified musings or emotional outbursts, you can meet, you can email us at Matt and Kevin talkchurch at gmail.com or you can follow us on twitter at mktc and hey by the way if you would do us a solid and just leave us a review or um a, a or share the podcast with your friends and neighbors it, it just helps people find the show but especially if you'd leave a review um, that would be very helpful so with that being said i'm matt and i'm kevin we've been talking church and super bowl halftime shows and chinese spy balloons and a whole bunch of other miscellany be warm and be fed. Fed perhaps with Chinese takeout. <laughs> oh my goodness. The puppy bowl is where it's at though. I miss our turkey bowl, man. Those were the days. Uh, those were fun. We, we didn't do more than like two or three of them, but it seems like it, it kind of looms larger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's really only there's really only one that I remember with any clarity. There's one that had snow. Yes. And we and then afterwards <laughs> and then afterwards we went to your house okay. and we're like sledding off. I don't know if it was the roof exactly, but it was no, we didn't get sled off the but, roof. But but it was down the front hill yeah. there, I think. Yeah. 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 And I remember being ta- tackled by Jessica Wyckoff in a way that like was humiliating and <laughs> hurt <laughs> like she knocked me right out of my shoes 
Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Well, it's one of those things where like she had something to prove because she was a girl. You know what I mean? I don't know. And she proved it, apparently. I guess. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is a friendly game. Jeez. <laughs> not, not anymore, Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. 